o'clock in pirate country, and it's time to get pumped up with the P-Man. Hit the road. 94.3 The Game is going to get you home, and the P-Man's not holding back. Yes! Yes! Pirates win! Pirates win! Bring on the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Holy mackerel! Oh, my goodness! The flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Welcome into the Patrick Johnson Show. I'm your host, Ben B. Baby Byram. Back at it. After a little one-day hiatus, it would have been like the Jordan flu game if I had to do the show yesterday, except it would have been disastrous. I yeah, would showed up. I don't want to go into details, but I heard you were, like, sick sick. I, I don't want to go into details. It wasn't but. like throwing up sick, but it was like, especially in radio, it was a hard thing to overcome. I wouldn't have been able to talk. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, hey, that's the one thing you got to do. Absolutely, we, yeah. we made it through yesterday, I man. thought my career was in jeopardy. Nah, nah but we, like we made it. We made it through yesterday. Though Chris Cook on the ones and twos did a fine job yesterday. Woo! Yeah, did great, man. I heard a, a lot of great feedback from it. Listen to Appreciate it, obviously. It. I mean, you know, obviously you got to take some jabs at me. I don't know why that's the case, but you, you knew that was going to be the right. case, especially since you weren't here to defend yourself. You know, I was just going to wail all over. Yeah, you. I started like blowing them up and texting. I'm like, wait, no, 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 wait, 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 and wait. I, I didn't respond to a Absolutely. single thing. Philip did. That's why Phillip's a real one. I'm a real one, man. Chris, no, you you, you needed uh, a little bit of screwery with I don't know. <laughs> you don't even, yeah, well, yeah. That's that's the talented Chris Cook there, as you just heard. You needed a little Woo! I don't know. Um, and then Dom Kosolke right across from me. His grandfather was a pro bowler. Yes, sir. I'm what was his name again? Carl Kosolke. You know, for the Vikings, we'll, we'll give right? him a woo too. Yeah, Woo! Strong, strong safety. There you go. Number 29. You got it in your number. jeans. That's where you get your height from. Yeah, big athlete. Big the, intramural basketball player athlete. This man, is. Dom's not tall. Dom's know, short. 6'3 yeah. is pretty short. It's coming from the shortest guy ever. The shortest guy I've ever seen. I'm 6'4. He actually is tall. <laughs> no, I'm playing. I'm playing. No, uh, dude, what are we doing here? What are we doing? Why are we gassing up Chris and his height? I'm the freaking man. <sighs> Whatever. That Welcome hats. in. Styling and profiling. Kiss stealing. Wheeling deal. All right, stop. Welcome into the Patrick Johnson Show. We're not doing that. Welcome into the Patrick Johnson Show. Kind of a slow news day when it comes to sports, but we'll get right into uh, what's happened around Pirate Nation. Some very encouraging news last night when it came to ECU baseball. Obviously, everybody's excited. ECU baseball, most Pirate fans' favorite time of the year, and there's no doubt about it. There's no arguing. It's been the most successful program. Um, in our athletic department for the last couple of years, consistently great. It's just a matter of getting to Omaha. Uh, great news announced by ESPN yesterday as uh, ECU will have nationally televised games in baseball. That's and, good to hear. Yeah, they're used to being on the Plus. They're going to be on ESPNU April 4th and uh, April 25th against their rival, NC State. Uh, I, I, I actually see. I'm not a huge baseball guy. I may even watch that because I just hate state so much. That was one of the few baseball games I went to last year's when state came to town. So cold. That was, it was, a, so that cold. was a boring game though. One of it the, was bad. It was before our big wing streak. Thank God I was in the press box because it was so cold. We did not come out to play. Like it was just a clash of styles that didn't really work. ECU plays small ball. NC State using is big time, you know, home run hitter type team. Always looking for the long ball, and it was just a clash of styles that didn't really work and play in ECU's favor. Nonetheless, they got nationally televised games in Greenville on April 4, 530 on ESPNU against NC State, and then they returned the favor in Raleigh 
on April 25th. And it brought up a good little debate on Twitter. Um, I don't know this guy's name in terms of how to pronounce it. I mean, I know his name. I just don't know how to pronounce it. He used to play for Virginia. As a Give pitcher. it a shot. Steven Schock? Schock? That, I, that sounds about right. He's a Virginia pitcher. Um, you know, he's got a big college baseball podcast. You know, ECU baseball fans like him because he supports ECU baseball. And he's kind of the big, he's like the big game boomer of college baseball. Okay, I, yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying, yeah. That's how I would put it. But he brought up an interesting idea of doing college game day for college baseball. Y'all are familiar with college game day, right? Oh, yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, been very successful for college football, despite the fact I don't think it's necessarily a great show. I mean, I don't really like it at as, all. It wasn't yeah. great this year. Honestly, I just kind of watch it like to avoid having to go on my phone and seeing all the games that are going on for that day because they do give a little preview of like most of the at least the big games. Yeah, I don't you know. Like, what I mean, I don't know if they still do this, but it's something they need to bring back if they don't or make it widely available. But for a little bit, I know ESPN or somebody had a college football deal where it was like Red Zone but with college football, and that's like. That's massively needed, I think. Hey, oh, yeah. I, would like so massively ava- yeah, I can't be- tell you how annoying it is. Every Saturday, I've got my hand on the remote the whole time on the, like, you know, the last yeah. button or whatever it's called to, like, flip to the previous channel, just going back and forth, back and, and forth. you can't watch half the games, like... I would even, oh, yeah, that's that's another problem. There's a bunch of games you want to watch, and they just never... Maybe charge extra on ESPN Plus to, like, maybe... Maybe even if it's just conference-specific. A conference-specific red zone type show. On uh, the, oh, Plus. That, that would give them so much money. I think people would pay an extra twenty bucks a month for. I that. would pay an extra twenty month. I honestly might well myself. But getting back to the original point here, he brought up the idea of a college baseball game day, and I think this is a great idea. And he even made a schedule, starting out ECU versus UNC in Greenville on the twenty-fifth of this month. Florida, Miami. You know, he's got to get the SEC love in there. It's clearly the best conference in baseball. Arkansas, Auburn, LSU, Tennessee, Virginia Tech, Virginia, TCU, OSU, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, and Tennessee, Vanderbilt. All big-time environments. Um, I think this is a huge missed opportunity for ESPN. You don't have a lot going on in the summer. You have the NBA Finals pretty much, and that's about it, unless I'm missing something. Golf? I mean, come on. Like, Are we being serious right now? Wrestling's Golf? always going on, I guess. Yeah, but ESPN doesn't cover yeah, that. No, yeah, no, right. you're right. I was just joking. Yeah. <laughs> ES, uh, yeah, I don't even think ESPN really does golf. They don't, yeah. I don't keep up with golf enough to know. I, yeah, I would say you, sh- you shouldn't. I would say the only thing I see about golf on ESPN is like in the top tens when someone hits like a super crazy shot you know what? or something. They do a lot of BS tennis that nobody cares they about. They do, yeah, they do put a lot only of tennis Phillip in there. Only Philip watches that. Philip Hilgerton <laughs> yeah. is the only person that gets up in the morning and watches tennis. We'll have it on the little TV in here just watching some random tennis match. But to his point about college baseball game day, I think it's a great way to kind of grow the sport in general. Um, we can we can face it. MLB is losing our demographic. We're all twenty something year olds in our I don't early twenties. Yeah. We don't follow baseball, and I'm a big sports guy. I don't follow it. I yeah. would say a lot of these guys kind of despise pro baseball to yeah. a certain extent that are in our demographic. Um, you know, they've just lost it, and it, this is really the money making demographic in terms of you can latch lifelong fans moving forward, well into their thirties, forties as they're building families, inclined to take their kids to games. You know. 18 to 30 is what everyone wants to Absolutely, and I think they've lost that big time. Um, College baseball is going to be a good start, especially for ESPN. I know they have a little bit of uh, MLB going on in the summer. They carry, I think they have like a baseball night in America or something. I haven't seen that. No, they do. Uh They they have like premier games on the weekends for MLB in the summer, but uh, throughout the season. But I think it's a good way to grow the sport. 
get that younger demographic. Because at the end of the day, even if you don't care about the sport, it's a good way to get people into it because people are inclined to support their alma maters in any sport. Oh, of course. Even me with ECU baseball. I'm not familiar with lacrosse, but I was pretty hyped for women's lacrosse last year when they were doing well. I'm like, I might go check out a couple games. Love to see the Pirates do well. Yeah. Same for women's soccer. Uh, women's soccer was doing pretty well last year. I'm like, hey, I might check it out. They give away free stuff. It seems like a fun environment. Why not? Okay, you, you won me right there with the free stuff. They were giving out like free pizza and scarves and like all kinds of cool stuff. But yeah, you had me at pizza. What also would play into their favor when it comes to a college baseball game day is the fact that you have great environments when it comes to college baseball. Look no further than right here with ECU in the jungle. I mean, built in, you know, college base or college game day is all about showcasing the great fans and the dedicated fans and everybody getting wild and partying. I think that's perfect for college baseball, especially when you get to the SEC level. I mean, you have guys or teams that are upward in the 10,000s when it comes to attendance for a baseball game. Um, it's always packed in the SEC for every single game across every single team. And then even in the ACC with teams like UNC, NC State, ECU, especially in our state, it's always packed, always a good time. There's a party every game, it seems like. I think it's perfect for college game day. Something they need to consider, especially in the summer, when there's uh, not a lot to cover and not a lot of ratings to be generated. Yeah, uh, one thing I will say about uh – you were speaking about the college baseball environment. Mm-hmm. The tailgaters at ECU football games, I would say they 99% of them stop once the game begins. At the baseball games I've been to, they're tailgating the whole time. Oh, yeah, the whole the time. The whole time. Well, they have that built-in advantage with the jungle. I mean, it's pretty much a glorified tailgate while you can also watch the game. Yeah, right. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. that was a great idea on their part. So, yeah, it's something to consider. I would like to see it um, enacted. I doubt it will happen, but... Hey, we'll see. We'll see, yeah. Only time will tell. If there's any guy I can make it happen, it's this Steven Shock or whatever his name fellow, because he's got a lot of pull on Twitter when it comes to college baseball. And um, he's had some viral moments uh, from his playing career here recently. Seems to be the authority when it comes to college baseball and the youth. So we'll see what happens if it generates enough interest. Um, also, going on tonight in Menji's Coliseum, we have ECU women's basketball. As they take on uh, Temple, Temple, who's actually, for as a whole on the season, has really struggled. They're ten and twelve, but they were coming off a three-game winning streak before they lost to Houston in their previous game. So Temple might be a tough out for the women's Pirates, who have done very well on the hardwood this year. Uh, Scott Rogers on the call tonight, along with Rob Maloney, who's getting the D.H. Conley basketball court dedicated to him. Um, congratulations to him. He'll be the um, color commentator tonight. Scoreboard updates from yours truly also. Yes, sir. So stay tuned on 94 through the game. His coverage begins at 545. We're leading you into coverage of that. Still waiting a word from Scott. Scott's very busy with his pregame stuff, but he said he might chime in with us here in a little bit to preview women's basketball tonight. Amaya Joyner and Danae McNeil have been on a roll, as well as the uh, women's Pirates team in general. They're fifth in the conference so far. Um, have a pretty good winning record, 15 and 8 so far on the season. 9 and 3 at home. Good things happen when the women's basketball team is playing in Minji's and 6 and 4 in the conference. Fifth in the conference overall. Temple seventh. So a big game for the Pirates tonight. Be sure to check it out. And just bring your A game. I believe how that works is kids if they bring like an A on their paper or something, they get in for free. I believe. Wait, that's really? How it works. Yeah. Um, it's also a Black History Day, so it'll be interesting to see what they got planned as far as maybe like some kind of like festivities or kind of what do you what would you call it? 
the stuff that was going on with LeBron last night, where they like stopped a ceremony, him. a ceremony. Yeah, there yeah, you go. Yeah, Thank okay. you. That was the word I was looking for. Let's say hey, there you go, Chris. Make yourself useful. Oh yeah, vocab words. <laughs> ceremony. Absolutely. So <laughs> EC women's basketball tip off is set for six o'clock tonight. Live pregame coverage right here on the flagship station and play-by-play coverage of the flagship station ECU Pirates right here on 94 through the game with Scott Rogers and Rob Maloney um, right here tonight between ECU and Temple and Minji's Coliseum. Philip the ref Pilkington will be there. If you see him, go bother him. What is he doing there? Just he just decided to go? Seeing, going as a fan. I, I respect it. Yeah, I respect no, hey, yeah, go ahead. I've been wanting to go, but it's never lined up. Like If I wanted to go tonight, I'll be going late. Yeah, right. Most it, of the game. It's hard yeah. for us doing this show. Yeah. yeah, they always have early starts. Um, well, something huge happened in sports last night, and uh, I know a lot of old bastards listening oh, don't God. Want to talk about oh, it. Oh God! At Here the end go. of the day, it's something. I don't want to say revolutionary, but it's huge in sports. If you're a sports talk show, you don't talk about it, regardless of how you feel about the NBA. You're doing a lot of people a disservice, and you're not a true sports talk show. Sorry, it's the way it is. LeBron, the new all-time points leader, surpassing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Kind of a weird whole ordeal last night, stopping at mid-game once he uh, broke the record to do a whole ceremony. Um, I, it, it was just weird to me. And uh, it's hard to argue against having the most points in history. Um, and when it comes to LeBron and his overall legacy in general, you can never hold the points thing against him. That's huge. Um, he's played out every contract he's signed, believe it or not. I know that's hard to believe. He's actually played out every contract he's had in his career. Despite oh, wow. the fact he's moved around, yeah. That's commendable. One, everywhere he's been. Uh, I would say, uh, I guess if you uh, want to say that he didn't win it with his first stint in Cleveland, well, he ever performed with Cleveland, let's put it that way. Uh, and he has four rings, and he's playing at a high level late into his 30s. We haven't seen a lot of people do that. Um but our interesting argument was brought up when it came to LeBron, especially on Twitter, but in social media and with the talking heads in general when it comes to basketball. You know, they brought up he's the GOAT. They think he's certified, set in stone the GOAT, and that argument was really kind of, you know, it's always an argument between MJ and LeBron, but it's really ramped up here um, recently, especially with him surpassing the points record. And I think people, especially when it comes to this argument, Confuse being the greatest of all time with being the greatest athlete of all time in your respective sport and your league. For example, Tom Brady, we can all agree, is the GOAT in the NFL, right? Other 100%. than Aaron Rodgers, correct. Uh, no, I'm, jo- I'm joking, man. Oh I'm joking, okay? Oh my God. He's their God. Yeah, he's the GOAT. But he's not the greatest athlete of all time in the NFL. He's oh, not, not the greatest by athlete we've ever shot. seen. I don't even think he's top 10,000 all time. Oh, no way. In terms not even of the close. NFL, yeah. But he's the GOAT. LeBron is undoubtedly the greatest athlete we've ever seen in the NBA, just in my personal opinion, but it's okay. hard to argue against the film. It's hard to argue what he's done on the court. He was God built that man to play basketball. Oh, yeah, he did. You can't see him doing any. That that was his destiny in life. That was his calling in life. Um, is He's the greatest player probably during our time. There's no debate about that. Oh, 100%. our time, yeah. Me, Chris, Dom, all early I mean, I, 20-somethings, there's no doubt about it. He's the marquee when it I, comes to our generation. I guess you could throw Kobe Bryant in there. See, Kobe was more of a late 90s, early 2000s deal. Not this. really our era. Uh, you know, yeah, we no, I, see, I yeah. see what you're saying, yeah. LeBron, you got to think, early 2000s all the way to the 20s now. So that, I mean, that's, that's definitely that's like a, our era, yeah, like our generation. Yeah. yeah, I see what you mean. But with that being said, he's not the GOAT. I'm with you. In my personal opinion, he's not the GOAT. And we were talking about this a little bit before the show. Dom, I hear, disagrees. 
No, he agrees. He thinks he's not the GOAT. I don't I'm, think. I'm more of an MJ guy, but I just don't have the arguments. I just didn't see Jordan play my with my own eyes, so I don't know if I have the right arguments to argue against LeBron being the GOAT. I've seen LeBron play. And see, I'm glad we have this, and I think that's the fundamental problem when it comes to the GOAT debate in general in basketball is the fact you have these young kids who haven't seen Jordan play. I haven't mm-hmm. seen guys like Bill Russell or Kareem or Wilt Chamberlain or even Larry Bird. Larry Bird gets slighted a lot when it comes to the all-time great players debate. Love or, Larry. Or Magic Johnson. I mean, a lot of these kids have not seen these guys play. Yeah, I mean... I'm, and that's uh, the ultimate flaw when it comes to the GOAT debate. But the thing is, though, YouTube is a beautiful thing. Absolutely, yeah. And we have access to it, just, you know... I, there's so much great basketball nowadays, I don't think they're inclined to give it a chance. Um, but going back to this debate, longevity and playing at a high level every year in his career uh, plays a huge factor um, in terms of LeBron breaking that record and him being in the GOAT debate. But I bring up an interesting argument here. Kareem held that record for decades, along with having more championships, more MVPs, and I think playing more better physical defenses in his era, in my opinion. Oh, the physicality aspect is no match. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think it's almost... Um, set up on a silver platter for guys to score more nowadays. I mean, there's no argument about that. So why does Kareem rarely get mentioned, despite having all that, held the points record for decades for so long, and having more hardware? Why does Kareem get mentioned in the coat debate, the goat debate, but with LeBron surpassing his record and holding less hardware? All of a sudden, he cemented as the goat. Because I think Kareem kind of gets overshadowed by Magic Johnson. Kareem, I think that's a little bit of the problem. Kareem was, I think, the better player than Magic Johnson, more dominant in his day. Yeah, it's, see, I got to pull a dom here and say, like, with them, I genuinely like haven't, I just haven't seen a lot of film. Okay, well, he's got probably the most indefensible, you couldn't guard it move in NBA history in the sky hook. You could not defend it. Oh, like the ice cream scoop. The hook shot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. describe it. Yes, the sky. Yeah, the sky hook. Nonetheless, I don't understand why we changed the narrative for LeBron with less hardware, less championships. He just passed the points record. He doesn't have the hardware that Kareem has, and Kareem held that record for decades. I just don't understand why Kareem's not in the goat debate anymore, and all of a sudden with LeBron surpassing it, he is. Maybe it's just a simple matter of like. People on these shows like we're doing, I mean, even all three of us, yeah. we've never seen them. Yep. Like, but with with Michael Jordan, it's at least like the generation before us saw a lot of them uh, talk about him all the time, or so willing to show highlights and yeah. list the stats. But the generation that like saw Kareem and Magic at their peak is kind of, I hate to say it, but like I wouldn't, I don't want to say dying out, yep. but they're not. They're not sitting there on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah that's, that's kind of what I mean. I mean, there's a lot of old heads that will argue Bill Russell. I've heard that plenty of times. Yeah, my only argument against Bill Russell is like you know a lot of people say these guys were playing janitors. Yeah. The level of competition in the NBA back it's, in, I, you know, it's definitely suspect. It's definitely suspect. Oh, look sure. at look at some old highlights. Like if you're bored and want to laugh, look at some like really old yeah. uh, NBA highlights. You'll laugh. To kind of wrap up this debate here, we can all agree, I think we're on the same page when we say that MJ's the GOAT. I, I'm on that page. Yeah. I'm on it. It's a matter of opinion, but the popular opinion is that MJ is still the GOAT. I still think that's the popular opinion, the consensus for the most part. Okay. Won the title six years straight uh, when playing a season, pretty much. He has more MVPs than LeBron, nine all-defensive team honors, defensive player of the year. He won that straight up. 
the most dominant and polarizing player we've seen in any sport, in my personal opinion, is Michael Jordan. Of of course, yeah. You, you could say Michael Phelps. Come on, swimming. You don't watch swimming if you say that. Come on, nobody's watching swimming. Let's yeah, be real. it's. It, I mean, I, I hate to like be that guy, but it's just totally different when you're looking at like an Olympic aspect yeah. against like a pro in terms of the big league. four sport. Yeah, yeah, it's it's totally different. And you know, it's you know, a lot of LeBron fans hate this argument, but at the end of the day, winning matters. Winning championships matter. MJ is six and six in the finals. LeBron, I believe, is four and seven. At the end of the day, I think that ends the argument. I really do. Now, if LeBron was to get more titles than MJ, despite the fact MJ is undefeated in finals, I would give him the edge. The, I honestly I mean, would give him the edge. I don't think they're going there. I don't think it's going to happen, though. I mean, yeah. lost the Thunder and yeah. stopped in the middle of a game. Yeah, I'm getting at that. But I will say LeBron is number two on my list of some of the greatest players of all time, and I think he's earned that. I think he should at least be on everybody's top five. But at the end of the day, in their prime, and I'm going to end it on this. And this might be very controversial, but I fully believe it. It's pure, based on pure athleticism alone. Um, this is going to make a lot of people upset. One on one, in their prime, for playing one on one basketball here, I believe LeBron beats MJ any day of the week. Does that make him the greatest player of all time? No. I can't even agree with that. I, I agree I with that because I don't think one on ones mean you're a better player. No, it doesn't. No. I mean, we've seen uh, shifty players really good with crossovers and ball handling and shooting that are really good at one-on-ones, but can't do a lick in the NBA. I mean, Rucker Park makes a whole that may, they make their their money off of that. Guys that are really good at street ball and one-on-ones are not really good in the NBA. Last night, with all that pomp and circumstance in the middle of the game, uh, LeBron lost a pretty important game for the Lakers last night. No one wants to talk about that. Serious trouble of not making the playoffs or having a very low C in the playoffs. Uh, Lakers are having an identity crisis right now. Um, the current word is they're going to try to trade for D'Angelo Russell. They're giving up Russell Westbrook. Like, that's going to happen by the trade deadline. It's set in stone with Woj and Shams. Like, those guys believe it's going to happen. And I think that's the difference between LeBron and Jordan is Exhibit A last night. LeBron gets called in the pomp and circumstance when he's not winning. Michael Jordan was just a pure winner. He would do whatever it takes to win. And I'm interested in Henry's take on this. Our boss, Henry Hinton. Oh, you know he thinks Jordan's better. Because he knows him personally. I I just want to see his, uh, you know, his opinion on it. Here's his opinion on that. Working with Jordan so closely, you know, calling his college career pretty much, you know. I'd like to see what he's got to say about the matter. At the end of the day, we're going to take a short time out. Coming up, we just got word from Scooter. He's ready to go. We're going to preview some ECU women's basketball tonight. So we lead you into play-by-play and pregame coverage at 545 right here on the flagship station, ECU Pirates, between ECU Women's Basketball and Temple and Menji's Coliseum. Scott Rogers on the call tonight. That comes around the other side right here on the Patrick Johnson Show. Welcome back to the Patrick Johnson Show. Ben B. Baby Byron filling for the P-Man, Chris Cook on the ones and twos, and Dom Kosolke right across from me. I'm joined by a special guest. It's about that time. We're getting close to the ECU baseball season, the voice of the Diamond Pirates or the Diamond Bucks, whatever you want to call them. Scott Rogers on the call tonight for ECU women's basketball as they uh, take on Temple. Tip-off set for 6 o'clock. He's providing you live pregame coverage at 545 right here on the flagship. Scott, how you doing, my friend? 
Doing good, man. How about you, man? It's great to hear from you. Before we uh, before we get back or talk about EC Wins basketball, uh, interesting thing I saw on Twitter. You know, a lot of people are proposing the idea of a college baseball game day. Why hasn't this happened yet? That seems like a no-brainer, right? That's a very good question. I think it would be a very neat thing to do because college baseball has obviously grown so much over recent years, yeah. and there's so much, so many more eyeballs on the game of college baseball. And I think it would be an outstanding thing to do. Yeah, I look at it. You know, just look at all the teams in the in the state of North Carolina who have passionate, dedicated fan bases. I mean, even Campbell and UNCW. Um, of course, you got the ACC teams. Of course, you got ECU. But you can go to just about every school in the SEC and have a really good college game day environment. When you have nothing going on in the summer besides the start of baseball and the NBA Finals, uh, you would think ESPN would jump all over that. Yeah, you would think so. And, you know, we, we saw yesterday that you know, both games against North Carolina State this season will be on a national TV broadcast. Yep. And that right there. ESPN is putting more of an emphasis on the regular season of college baseball and not just in the postseason. And that right there shows that there's more interest in the game. And I think it's only going to continue to grow if they start putting more emphasis on it because, you know, you look at college football right now, and the reason college football is what it is today is because of media coverage, specifically ESPN and the college football playoff. And so if you just see more and more emphasis put on the game of college baseball, it's going to lead the game to grow even more. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I completely agree. The voice of the Diamond Bucks, the Diamond Parts, Scott, excuse me, geez, Scott Rogers, my good friend. I was pointing yesterday. Yesterday, my throat was ruined. It seems like it's coming back. Scott Rogers, voice of the uh, baseball parts, on the call tonight for ECU Women's Basketball as they take on Temple. Uh, just getting right into ECU Women's Basketball, what's the verdict on Temple? I saw they had a three-game winning streak until they lost to Houston. The overall record might be deceiving when it comes to the Temple Owls on the hardwood. Yeah, it is. You know, this Temple team is much different than what East Carolina, than the Temple team that East Carolina played earlier in the season where they beat them by more than 20 points on the road. This team is playing a whole lot better basketball right now. And if you look at their roster, only 10 players on this Temple roster right now. They had a couple disciplinary issues where some players had to be dismissed from the program. But ever since then, seems like this team is playing a whole lot better. And so it's going to be interesting to see what team East Carolina faces tonight here at Menchie's Coliseum because, like I said, it's a totally different Temple team, and they're playing so much better than they were just a few weeks ago. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, when you look at the parts this year, especially in Menchie's, they've had great luck. Good things happen when they play in Menchie's Coliseum. Nine and three on the year. From what I hear, they've had great turnouts. Haven't been able to get to a game just because time-wise, you know, they have those early starts. Would love to go to one. But um, just looking at this team, what has the um, the environment in Minge has been like for these games? Uh, I would think it has to be a big improvement from past years. It is. You know, this uh, Kim McNeil has done a great job of engaging the community uh, this season for East Carolina women's basketball. They're, the crowds have been much better than they have in the past. And, you know, that, that's all credit to what Kim McNeil has built here. You know, she's very active yep. in the community. She has two young kids, Caden. Uh, McNeil is one of her, her son plays Greenville Little League Baseball. You know, she's out in the Elm Street Park every single night that he's playing. She has a daughter that plays softball in the Pitt County Girls Softball League. She's out there in Winnable 
every single time she's playing. And so as she builds those relationships off the basketball floor, it's not only helping her there, but it's also helping bring more attention to East Carolina women's basketball. And this season they have proved why they deserve that recognition because they're one of the better teams in the American Conference right now. And with the recruiting class that Kim McNeil is bringing in next season Mm -hmm. and the freshmen that she has this year, this could be a dangerous team for years to come at East Carolina. Absolutely, absolutely. Let's get into some of the players on this women's basketball team. Obviously, the two that really stand out is Amaya Joyner, just because locally she's had a great freshman season, looking like the AAC Freshman Player of the Year this year. And Danae McNeil, who's more of the uh, the more veteran presence, more of a pure scorer. Um, but before we get into Amaya Joyner, let's get into Danae McNeil. I think she's a little bit under, uh, underrated and overlooked because of Amaya Joyner and just how sensational she's been as a freshman, the fact she's from Farmville, people are excited. But Danae McNeil has really been the workhorse for this team in terms of scoring. For people who might not know, what makes what about her game makes her so effective scoring, and what's really been working for her this year? She she has shot the ball very well. She had a very good summer in the off season this past year. You know, she was in the gym pretty much every single day, is what Kim McNeil tells me, and you know, she and even she tells me, you know, every single time. Every single morning they wake up, she gets a text, hey, what time can I get in the gym? And she just continuously works and works and works at her game. And that shows why she has improved so much coming into this season. She's a big reason why East Carolina is where they are right now. But not only on the offensive side of the ball with her scoring, but her defense is really, you know, a big part of her game. She leads the American Conference in steals and you know, by a wide margin, she leads that category. And probably a big reason why she really should be Defensive Player of the Year yeah. in the American Conference this year because she's a huge part of this already great East Carolina defense. Absolutely. And then taking a look at Amaya Joyner, um, obviously a double-double machine. One freshman player of the week like five times this year. I believe that's second in terms of the record. Uh, the, the record holder was a former player for Tulsa at an eight. And it looks like maybe she can achieve that. I'm not quite sure how many games are left, how many weeks are left, but it seems very possible of how dominant she's been as a freshman this year. Um, what's been so effective about Amaya Joyner this year and what's really been working for her as far as her skill set and her game? I think it's just raw talent yeah. from her. You know, She had a great career at Barnville Central just down the road, and obviously that's a big transition from 2A basketball to Division One basketball, but she has handled it very well. In that transition, you know, she she is she's a big reason why East Carolina has won a lot of games yeah. this year. You know, with a freshman starting this early in her career, and we'll hear in a few minutes in our pregame show with the interview with Kim McNeil, but she said she knew that coming in when she was recruiting Amaya Joyner, she knew that she was going to be an impact freshman for this club, and it shows why right now. But you know, her defense, her rebounding, I believe she leads. She might not, I don't think she leads the American in rebounds right now, but she's in the top of that category. Uh, in scoring, too, I believe she's second on this team in, in points per game right now. And so, overall, she's just she's just a raw talent, and that's why she's contributed so much to this club so early. I actually played her in rec ball as a kid. She was simply dominant. She, I we got to hear this story again. I took a charge yeah, and foul I off her. This. I took a charge and foul off her, and I was like the biggest bad guy on the court. It's like, you're going to take a charge and foul from a girl? And I'm like, no, that girl can play. We have to do this yeah. right now. Yeah, like this is not a like this is not like me like trying to do her a favor or something. I wouldn't do that anyways, but I mean this girl can play. She was simply a problem even back then. Um but wrapping it up here, 
Um, I'm here with the uh, play-by-play voice for ECU baseball, as well as ECU women's basketball as the tip-off is set for 6 o'clock tonight at Midges Coliseum as they host Temple. Live pregame coverage begins at 545 right here on 94 through the game. Scott Rogers on the call. He's with us. Scott ended it on a kind of a, I don't want to say fun note, but more so just a lighthearted, irrelevant note here. Um, LeBron James surpassing the points record last night. It's brought up the never-ending debate, who's the GOAT when it comes to the NBA? What do you lean towards, Michael Jordan or LeBron? Or is it somebody else? Well, I will start out by saying I'm not the biggest NBA fan out there. But That's fun. I would lean towards MJ as the GOAT. But right now I think LeBron James is definitely the best player in the NBA. But I think one thing that you have to look at in that GOAT conversation is the style of play between the two because Absolutely. the game of basketball was much different back when Michael Jordan played than it is now. So I think, you know, everybody's going to always debate on that. But you know, I was talking to somebody today and they said, you know, I would take Kobe Bryant over LeBron That's James. That's not a bad NBA argument either. Back yeah. in his prime. Right. And so I think, you know, obviously it's a difference of opinion, but, you know, obviously, I, I mean, I wasn't even born when Michael Jordan was playing. Yeah. But <laughs> I yeah, would none always of us say were. that he's a GOAT. Yeah. Right. But I would always say that MJ's a GOAT. See, I always pose – I even pose the argument today. I think one-on-one LeBron would probably beat MJ, like, on a one-on-one little game there, but that doesn't make him the GOAT. I think LeBron's the greatest right. athlete we've ever seen in the NBA. But at the end of the day, you got to win. It's like Tom Brady with the exactly. NFL. We agree Tom Brady's the GOAT when it comes to the NFL, but he's probably not in the top 10,000. When it comes to greatest athletes in the right. NFL, yeah, I mean, people get confused the greatest athlete we've ever seen in a particular league um, with the GOAT conversation, pretty much. And I think that's what's going on with LeBron and MJ here. Nonetheless, yep. I completely agree with you. Nonetheless, uh, sounds like you got a lot going on there. Get ready for the game here. We hear from you in a matter of minutes here. Appreciate you joining, Scott. Absolutely, Ben. Talk to y'all in just a few minutes. Yep, take it easy, buddy. Scott Rogers there, Scoot, as I like to call him. Uh, you'll hear him in just a matter of a week, about a week and a half here, as he'll get you set with ECU baseball here on the 17th. That'll be next Friday. I know a lot of people are excited. It's getting close. Scott Rogers, really the definitive voice when it comes to ECU baseball. A lot of people love Scott, you know. Just, I don't know, he's become a big deal, and he's only just getting started. Yeah, big things in the future. Absolutely, absolutely. Big things in the future. Keeping it on the uh, ECU slate here. I don't want to say this is breaking news. We kind of already knew this, but I guess it got confirmed. Um, I thought it was already officially confirmed, but I guess not. Our Patrick Johnson breaking earlier today on Twitter. I wouldn't say it's breaking, but I guess he confirmed it, that um, C.J. Johnson and Keaton Mitchell have been invited to the combine. We already kind of knew this, but I think it's just a matter of it getting confirmed. Um, I think when it comes to them and their NFL hopes, got to have a great 40, Tom. I think that's literally the key yeah. Like for them, honestly. I mean, CJ, he's obviously going to show out in like the catching, uh, you know, the running routes, competitions, and stuff like that. But like th- those like under-the-radar guys, you got to have a good 40 time Absolutely. nowadays, I think. Well, looking at CJ, he's got great size. He's got a great catch radius. He can get those, uh, those tough balls to grab, those big 50-50 balls. Um, he's a great route runner. I think it's just a matter of speed when it comes to him. Um, I'm going to be real. It looks like he looked a little slow at times in his career. Yeah, he's not productive. the fastest guy. Nonetheless productive. That's why I think this 40 time is going to be so important for him. And same for Keaton. Keaton's going to be overlooked because of his size. I'll argue the running back position nowadays, that doesn't matter anymore. No, it, it doesn't. doesn't. Uh, 
the the game's a lot softer. Not trying to take it there, but you know it is. But I, I, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't necessarily say that. I, mean, I, I don't know. Man. We've seen running backs who have been smaller be productive in this league. Look no further than Miles Sanders or Christian McCaffrey. Smaller guys who are actually very effective. And we can see that with Keith Mitchell. He's good in the pass game. He's good running in between the tackles. He's good out in space. We know that for a fact. And we heard from Joe, uh, Pirate Joe, who was on the team this past year, Joe Sampson, um, that he's actually a very underrated blocker. Yeah, I remember in the old press conferences from this past season, he would uh, make it a key point to say that he was like constantly working on that because he knew he needed to improve in that. Yeah. So let, who knows uh, how good he'll be at that now that he's worked on it for years plus. You got anything? Uh, I, I thought oh. you, yeah. Oh yeah, uh, I think he's fine in the forty. I, I have no worries about Keaton's forty time. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Oh, he's he's that's, a quickster. Yeah, just, that's the one thing I'm not worried about. It's with him. just a matter of putting it on paper with him and people seeing it. You know, to be real, ECU football is still a growing brand. It's not what it once was, but we're getting back to that level. Um, a lot of these scouts have probably not seen this guy or have overlooked this guy. Especially, this was a great year for running backs in college football. I yeah, would say. yeah, it was. I, I don't. <sighs> I really don't think he should be overlooked, man. He's so fast. He's such a great personality. I, I think he'll. Do, I think he'll make it in the draft. I do. He was uh, overlooked in his own conference by Tajay Spears and Tulane. Uh, when it came to conference play of the year, granted Tulane had a very remarkable run, but Tajay Spears, um, people seem to believe that he's probably the best running back in the conference this year, and he seems like he's going to get drafted. I would argue, I think Keith Mitchell's better. Just a better talent. Oh, yeah, that's my boy. He's better. He's way better. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's going to do it for us here on the Patrick Johnson Show. Who knows if we'll be back tomorrow. It's just kind of a wait-and-see deal at this point. Unless we've been doing We're shows. We're on the call, baby. We've been doing shows every week. Yeah. I, like. Hey, I love it. Dude, if it's you, awesome. Henry, if you're listening, what's the hold of it? Give us a show. You, you know you want to, Give man. us a show, You know you man. want to. I mean, at this point, we're doing it every day anyways. That's going to do it for us here on the Patrick Johnson Show. Special thanks to Scott Rogers, who we hear from in a matter of minutes. Special thanks to Chris Cook, who did a great job. I cannot compliment him enough about how he did yesterday, especially Aww. on short notice. Aw. Shut up. <laughs> and Dom Kosolke. Always good to see him providing some production assistance and chiming in a little bit. It's going to do it for us here on the Patrick Johnson Show. Hopefully Patrick will be back tomorrow. Stay tuned. ECU Women's Basketball on the other side against Temple right here on the flagship 94.3 The Game. Stay safe, everybody. Tune in to ECU Women's Basketball.